Hello, everyone. Welcome to SusPod. That stands for Spreading Unverified Stories. My name is Blake. And I'm Chris. Uh, welcome to our first episode of our new podcast where we basically spread unverified stories about housewives and anything adjacent. Um, here we're going to talk about blind items. We're going to talk about things in the press. We're going to talk about rumors and nastiness. And I love it already. <laughs> and we're going to talk about, you know, housewives, you know, the episodes, what we think about them. And funny shit that we see on Housewives Twitter. Um, speaking of, that's how Chris and I met. We've been interacting on Housewives Twitter for, I think, the past, like, two years. Yes, it's been a very long time. It felt, it feels like, it feels way longer than that, but time passes really fast. And I've not been on Twitter for, like, all year, so. Yeah, but yeah. we've been in touch. Well, <laughs> you for- kept me up to date with every meme because I was missing out. Or on Instagram, for example, I would not see anything until like two weeks later and then the meme was already like faded out. <laughs> well, you have to give the listeners context. What's your Twitter account and what happened? Oh. Um, well, my Twitter account is Yolanda Parody. You, the infamous. The legend. <laughs> the iconic legend. Account. Yes. I mean... I try my best to not take it too seriously, but I am just having fun with it, honestly. And at the beginning of the year, I was not feeling it anymore. And it takes up a lot of my time because I can like... Because the memes are high quality. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you you left for a little bit. Um, Housewives Twitter can get ridiculous. Like people take that shit really seriously. Um, and I was hacked at the beginning of the year. It was not funny. Yeah. Really well, there are, there are moments in Housewives Twitter where, like, or just Housewives discourse in general, where it kind of gets, like, really serious and dark. And I think that, like, some seasons, like like last season of Salt Lake City, just, like, aren't conducive to, like, fun, lighthearted jokes as much. Like, people take it seriously, and then it okay. becomes, like, so insane. And so you That's left. True. But you were resurrected recently. You're back. Yeah, I'm. I'm like more distant to it now. It's also easier because I'm sober, so I don't really give a fuck about anything. You know, like nothing really hits. <laughs> <laughs> so I like. I'm more thoughtful, and I enjoy it way more because you know what? What I've learned is to watch episodes before before I'm going on Twitter, which mm. is like hard. Because they people, I'm not going to say any names, but people post like seven minute clips and I've, I feel like I've already watched this episode. But what I'm doing now is I'll watch the episode and then go on Twitter and comment on it or just like not try no, to it's... get into the course. Because I also feel like like I my opinion gets somehow, you know, induced or biased by other people's opinions. But if I like, I had a great time watching Real Housewives without Twitter this year, or Vanderpump Rules, even or other reality TV shows. And I made my, up my own opinion. Yeah. But if you see like a hundred tweets about somebody hating on Raquel or Ariana, for example, or is it Adriana? I always forget. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God. Well, <laughs> I always forget. But you know, you, you can get easily manipulated because, like, if you're 
small circle on Twitter likes the specific person, you're like, oh, this person likes her, maybe I'll like her too. Yeah, or it's the opposite where it's like you will like someone oh. and then you'll go on Twitter and people are like extremely against them. So then you feel like the need to like defend them and go like a hundred percent in their corner. Um, and it yeah. just becomes very like Mary Cosby. Yeah, literally yes. Mary Cosby to defend her to the death. Um, so or if somebody likes somebody, I will dislike them. Lisa Varlo, for example. Oh my god. Yeah. So for context listener. Um, this is an anti-Lisa Barlow <laughs> podcast. We'll take we'll we'll have her on the podcast. We'd love to interview her, but um, we have not been the biggest fans of her performance on the show. Um, so far, it's only been four seasons. It's only been four. We need four more to see what her true colors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Lisa Barlow. It's just she's so fun to poke fun at. Like she's, I mean, you know, and it's a very easy. There. It's a very it's easy. Very she does easy. it to herself. I mean, we have to keep going, but at some point I will tell everyone mine and Lisa Barlow's history because we have a long history. It's been over three years already, and I've been <laughs> going back and forth in the DMs with her, but that's for another time. That's for another time. We'll put a pin in that, but let's um, let's move on to the hot topics of the day. Um, the rumors and the nastiness. Exactly. I think uh, we're going to talk about kind of what's been going on with Alexis and John Jansen and Vicky and how she's responded to that. So, I mean, the latest in this like saga, cause it's been a couple weeks, but the latest is, I don't know if you saw this video. Um, did you see the video of Alexis and John Jansen actually like kissing like on a boat? On the boat. Yeah. I saw oh. that one. I saw a lot about like Vicky commenting as well, or like, was she retweeting or, no, she what they, what they call it now on on the X. Um, she was posting a lot of clickbait as well, so I was never sure what if she was going to comment on it. But I read what she was was saying, and she's defending her her amiga. Yeah, no, she's um, being a real. Sister. I mean, she commented ridiculous and thirsty. She said ridiculous and thirsty on both of them. Um, so <laughs> I like that. I love her. I mean, yeah, she's ridiculous really funny. I, I love how she, like, only, she refuses to just tweet her thoughts. She'll tweet, like, a link that she probably gets, like, some revenue from. To, like, she's like, here, click to see my thoughts. Business, and then it's like, that's a businesswoman. No, that's, that, she's, like, literally a businesswoman. She works. She goes to work. Um, so that happened, basically, I mean, because for a while they were kind of saying, like, we're not really dating. Like, we just met. We're friends, whatever. And then... It turned into like Alexis is trying to get back on the show and then they were kind of seen it like a hockey game, which kind of people were like, okay, now it's starting to seem serious. And then they hard launched with the kiss and Vicky hard launched. They hard launched and Vicky posted. Oh, well, no. So she asked, so she said, very disappointing to see this from someone Oh no no no! That's what that's what Alexis said. Because Vicky said it's thirsty of both of them. She said I'm disgusted. She was like pissed for Shannon, and then Alexis responded, being like, "Very disappointing to see this from someone I consider a friend. Sad that you seem to forget there are two sides to every story, and unfortunately, a hundred percent of your assumptions are totally false." At Vicky Gumbelson, happy holidays. But then, happy holidays. But then she kisses him. So like she was denying it, and she was mad that Vicky was coming after her. 
But then but she. That's what Alexis was like on the show. Have you seen all her seasons? Mm-hmm. I, I think I rewatched all of them last year because I like her sometimes and sometimes I don't. But she's always like hot and cold. And I feel like what she's doing right now is what Jill did as well. She's trying to make herself like, you know, more special and important. So they give her like a great deal or a great contract. And I feel that's what's going on right now. I feel but, like that's very, everything is very calculated what she's doing right now. Yeah. And then there was that article that recently came out um, or it was like Alex Baskin, the like executive producer who was saying like, basically like, you know, when people campaign to come back on the show, like they take note of it, but it's not like a done deal. And so yeah. he was kind of saying like, she's not like a guaranteed to come back just because she's doing this. And apparently they, they like lowballed her with a contract. I saw that on like an article sure. and she she said no. So I don't know if they're going to come back with a bigger offer. Or if she's just like, that was her last chance, but she hasn't. I think um, they won't because that's what they did with Jill all the time. I mean, it's a different production, I, I guess, because it's West coast, but I think, you know, they don't really give a fuck. There's so many women they can pick, pick or choose from like bring back Megan King Edmonds, for example. That would be amazing. I I mean I bet, like I kind of want to see her and Vicky again. Yeah, I don't get why why Vicky didn't get an offer, but I I just like how are you going to give this woman a lifetime achievement award and hype her up and gas her up and re- like recognize what she's done for the the franchise and then like it just seems like they have no interest in bringing her back, but it's like I don't get why. Like maybe she was like. Maybe she's asking for too much money. Maybe she was too difficult to film with. But to me, like, she's reality TV gold and people yes, really so. love her. Like, people I, I, like her. I feel like a huge part this season why so many people tuned in why, and why so many people enjoyed it is because Vicky was there. And not, I mean, Tamara came back as well. And I feel like she's a huge part of the show as well. But these are like the two essentials. You know what I mean? It's like Karen Huga and Giselle Bryant. Yeah. Like Kenya and Amy. I, I don't know. No, exactly. That's why it's I, I will never understand why they thought it made sense to bring only Tamara and not both of them. But if I also won't understand why you would bring Tamara over Vicky, I guess because Tamara plays the game really well as a housewife. And I think Vicky, like she just is naturally funny, but she's not trying to like put on a show like Tamara is. But I like that better than what Tamara does personally. Yeah. Well, I guess we will see. We will definitely be following that. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, they're probably going to, I mean, there's going to be news every week about this because who knows what the fuck is going on. But I thought it was kind of gross, to be honest. I like, I think it's too transparent. It feels weird. Like, there's so many men. Why would he? And he's not that good. He's looking. a freak. Like, the way he he's treated Shannon. <laughs> yeah. He, he disgusts me, to be honest. I have no interest in seeing him on disgusting. TV. No, you're disgusting, Kelly Dodd voice. Um, okay, next, uh, Ramona. So, the obviously, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip premiered. Well, um, Ramona is the next OG that had a lot going on in the past weeks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uninvited. So, yeah, she was uninvited to the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip um, press that they were doing, the premiere, I believe, um, of the first three episodes. She apparently was uninvited, but still decided to show up, which is very Ramona. Um, What do you think? Why why did nobody 
do anything. Like that just let her. I guess it would have been more of a like a scene. There would have been more drama or more attention drawn to it if they kicked her out. Yeah, because so, I also feel like they didn't publicize that she was uninvited. Like they weren't saying like you know don't expect to see Ramona here because that would have been weird. Judy probably thought, well, that's Ramona Singer. Of course she's here. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, I don't think anyone was going to publicly remove one of the main cast members. And I don't think it's that deep. I think they just didn't want to seem like they were okay with what she did. Which, like, for context, if people don't know, like, there was that whole article that came out. I think it was in Vanity Fair about, like, the reality reckoning. And, like, Ebony was talking about how um, Ramona was accused of, like, saying the N-word on... I still feel like... It's so sorry to interrupt, but I feel like it's still so iconic that Bravo has has like an HR department. Like I never thought about it. I know. Going to the HR department, being like, well, my coworker, you know, like treating it yeah. like a work thing. No, it's, it's so funny. funny to me. I I love like remembering their like coworkers. Like at the end of the day, yeah. they're they literally it's like a work environment. Like you can go to That's HR and be like, yeah, it's hilarious. So. She was accused of saying the N word, I think, by um, one of the receipts as well, right? What? Oh no! I, oh no! The, the receipt came later because she texted somebody. Um, she never called her yeah. and typed like she never called anyone the N word, and then she typed out half the word. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like in yeah. typical Ramona fashion. Sorry, I forgot. I forgot it was like. It was so messy. I was I was so confused. Yeah, she like basically in trying to deny it, she did it, and so um, it's, she it's got very uninvited. Unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Yeah, yeah no, she got invited. <laughs> she got uninvited to BravoCon, uninvited to like the Ultimate Girls Trip press, and she lost her real estate job. <laughs> like it was I really bad what? for her. Hey. People like her will always get away with it. That's what I thought. And I was surprised because she had, if you watch the show back, I mean, she had a lot of iconic moments, but she had also like many tone deaf, you know, moments. And I always like to give her the benefit of the doubt, but I always knew there was truth to everything Ebony was saying because I, I just don't feel like she was a liar. But I was surprised that Ramona would get away with everything she did for like over 60 years. Um, and now this is really the reckoning of the reckoning. And it's very much deserved, to be honest. Um, I mean, I if mean, you don't learn, I mean, she should have learned her lesson with the show getting canceled. It's kind of, of her. it's kind of funny that like the reckoning for her behavior comes when she's basically not on any show anymore like she's on you know ultimate girls trip and that's like one week and then it's done but like who would have yeah who would have guessed she's just i mean i i agree with you i never really thought that they would care because ramona it's just kind of like people for the longest time would just be like that's ramona that's just she's just crazy it's very yeah it's very much known that she is who she is you know that she is who she is and People just never did anything. Well, Ebony, (laughs) I think that's kind of like the whole, you know, argument that Ebony was making is like, it's important to have diverse casts because then shit like this doesn't get covered up. um, And she does, you know, she will like report it or stand up about it. Um, And I mean, obviously, like 
do you remember when season 13 was filming and like there were they didn't have a reunion because there were all these rumors about how the cast can't get along and like their tension and stuff so like it's not surprising we just didn't know exactly what was going on but like it's not surprising that it's true and obviously if you're you're not going to have a reunion for a season there's a reason like that doesn't just happen like there's a huge reason and this makes it's sense. About, like they lose a lot of money as well. Everyone loses a lot of money. The network loses a lot of money. Andy Cohen of all people loses a lot of money. And the cast loses a lot of money. Yeah, they lose they get like three chances. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, she was uninvited. She showed up anyway. I, it seemed to be fine. I mean, she's. I'm enjoying her on the show. I feel like, it, you know, it's one of those things where like there is, I think you have to like separate the housewife from like morals and like values and people that you would actually be friends with in real life. Cause we're watching TV, but at the same time, yeah, there's the difference between entertainment and a moral, moral compass. Because if we're going to, if we're going to watch for morality and stuff like that, we shouldn't be watching at all. No, yeah. If you're all watching for morality, yeah. If you're watching for morality, like turn on the church channel or something. I don't know. Like, why are you watching housewife? <laughs> But like, turn on a church channel and watch Mary Cosby and pray. Period. <laughs> but but well, I think say... on a side note, we should tell people that we are not going to take this podcast very serious. I mean, we are talking about unverified things as well, and unverified tea. We will also be spreading gossip because we did, we're doing this for fun. But this is a serious matter, and this is serious. And like, I, I do think it's important to note that there is a line that can be drawn with, like, okay, yeah, I'm yeah. not looking for like a moral character to follow, but this is like, you know, saying the n word, and Ramona like definitely is racist at times. So I think like that's a that's a, a line to draw. Like, we can definitely agree on the fact that that was wrong, and she probably, I mean, she does deserve to be punished for that. And I don't, you know, I'm glad that like she was exposed for it it's definitely like not okay to support that so you know that's the serious note we're gonna go back to not being serious but just thought that we should throw that out there um but anyway enough of that should we move on to the next one i yeah this one is really troubling for me as a brandy stan um if anyone needs a reminder i am a brandy glanville apologist she's my number one favorite housewife i will ride to the death for her and it's been really, it's been really bad for her. I mean, you know, everyone I think knows kind of what's going on with the ultimate girls trip, Morocco. Not a serious topic. <laughs> no, I know. I don't want to, I don't want it to be too serious, but this one is actually sad because, so she recently, I mean, she's been kind of quiet um, and vague while this has all been happening. Which is not, which is not really on like her brand. Like that's not Brandy. You know? No, yeah, not at all. But then she tweeted... Um, last weekend she was like now now that i can kind of speak again i have so much motherfucking to say she kind of has mm-hmm. a lot of typos when she tweets but that's okay um she does. and she wrote a book called tweeting and drinking tweet tweeting, <laughs> yeah. tweeting, tweeting. tweeting and drink yeah. yeah she did i mean maybe that's exactly what she's doing um so good for her staying on brand but uh she tweeted um, a link to an article that I have here. And I mean, we don't need to get into exactly what it says, but the article is basically, it says it's highly likely we'll never see Real Housewives ultimate girls trip with Caroline Manzo and Brandy Glanville between the controversy and legal ramifications. Real Housewives ultimate girls trip is unlikely to be aired. So this is like the last thing we wanted to happen. Obviously we've all been kind of like in the, I really don't 
we've all been like so terrified that this was going to be the outcome of this whole thing and so apparently this article what it says is 9-11 literally caitlin jenner voice 9-11 um (laughs) it so i mean i'm not going to get into the whole backstory there's plenty about it online but like the they haven't released any of the audio from the trip or any videos or anything like to show us what actually happened so it's been like he said she said which has been really annoying and they've been you know brandy was uninvited from press for this she's uninvited to BravoCon. she's uninvited to the traders reunion that's what, yeah it, that's what really pisses me off and what really pissed me off at the beginning of the year i think all of it started in the first few months of this year when they filmed and then all of these rumors spread and they branded her like a predator and that really pissed me off. I remember that. Yeah. And they didn't and give her an opportunity. Like and to give someone, like give her the benefit of the doubt. There was no proof. And there was even proof and there were legal documents that were like released. I remember that. It was in March that proved her innocence in the whole thing. So. Well, it's. I did not get that. Why? Like, it's unjust to me. What so it makes me mad. really annoying about it to me is that it's not even like it's a complete he said, she said. Like, they're not, A, they're not releasing any of the information, that like, video or the the um, sound. So, like, they're not giving us an opportunity to actually, like, make an op- a judgment for ourselves. But also, all of the women say that Brandy's account is true. And even Alex McCord, she's the only one who's siding with Caroline. And she's not even siding with Caroline because she says that what Caroline is saying is true. She just is like, doesn't want everyone to be against Caroline. So like, it's not like everyone there is taking so Alex. Like that's, that's I, just I like, literally can't like, come on, like, come on. Not now. Seriously. Like you don't need to be contrarian and weird and all Brooklyn right she's now. She's like, she's, these girls are in high school and everybody needs like a friend. I don't. Yeah. She's like, girls are in high that. school and I'm in Brooklyn with Caroline Manzo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but like, so the annoying thing about this article and we'll get a little bit more into her tweets too, but this article basically says uh, the most likely reason that the season won't air isn't because of the incident itself. It's because the season is now being used as evidence against the network. The lawsuit noted several instances of other bad behavior throughout different seasons of Real Housewives and Ultimate Girls Trip, which primarily featured Brandy Glanville. Needless to say, the fate of the infamous season is looking more and more like it has been sealed permanently, which also I should note, this is, so Caroline is, I don't know if Caroline's suing her. I think she's suing the network about her behavior, but then this article is about also how the butler Marco from Ultimate Girls Trip 2 in the Berkshires is also suing Brandy. I don't think she, no, I think they're suing the network again for, they're saying Brandy and Phaedra sexually harassed him and they were told to like take his shirt off and stuff. And he's using Caroline Manz as lawyers. So it's like a whole thing. It's like this whole narrative that they're setting up, which I want to speak. What a clusterfuck! Like literally, it's it's such a clusterfuck. But I want to be. I want to speak carefully about it because I don't want to. You know, like I'm very inclined to believe people who come out and say these things. And yeah, I I and we saw what happened, and I feel like that's like these ladies. We're getting serious again, but these ladies like to take their privilege and like do whatever they want with people for example ramona as well you know what i mean yeah like she's telling people to unpack their suitcases and we saw on ultimate girls trip how the way that was treated 
even Dorinda sometimes said something that was off, I feel like. As she's like the next person I would suspect to do something that's off when she's drunk. Right. But yeah, I get what you're saying, definitely. Yeah, I just it's 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 a weird situation because it's it's not I I personally feel as though the process hasn't been fair towards Brandy because if you're going to make these allegations, which like I'm not saying it's implausible that she might have felt uncomfortable by, by something that Brandy did and that the waiter might've felt uncomfortable in the moment and didn't say anything because, you know, he's on camera and it's a job or whatever. I'm not saying that's like that they're, they're lying or anything, but then you should allow this to be a transparent allow this to be a transparent process where like you release the information, you like have people come out and speak on behalf of whoever they think is right. And I mean, when you look at the evidence, it's like very clear that like, it probably was like, it's likely that like it, she probably was uncomfortable and didn't make that clear. There was alcohol being fueled into the situation. And, but like the unfair part of it is that then you're going to come out and make these allegations, ruin this woman's career. I mean, Brandy, I think almost was going to return to Beverly Hills and you're not even going to give her the chance to like defend herself or at least to like show us what really happened and make our own determinations. You're just going to like let this fester and make her seem like she's this like horrible, you know, predator when we all probably know what happened. And that's exactly, so that's what she was tweeting about. She's basically been tweeting, um, she said, you know, she tweeted, our butler in Morocco was told to flirt with me specifically. I asked him if he had a girlfriend and he said yes. And I told him not to. And I did not participate. He was lovely. I didn't want his life ruined. Then she's posted screenshots of producers telling her to set up a drinking game. She posted, I'm not going down. To That's such a dumb, like they are always doing that. The drinking game. Right. Like, like no, let's be a game. Never have I ever. And it's like. Never have I ever slept on anyone on national television and everyone drinks. Right. I mean, I think that, I mean, so this is like, she basically said like, I'm not going down just because people see me as an easy pile on at the moment. All the other women vouch for me. Yeah. It's interesting to see who Marcos's lawyer is. Check it out. These producers need to be held accountable. And I think that sums it up pretty well. Like, again, if you feel uncomfortable about what, what went on, like then look at the, the whole institution of the show and like the whole apparatus of the show like blame the right people like you you can't bank on getting women drunk and having them be rowdy around men and stuff and say that like you know this is entertaining this is what we want to see and then if you get uncomfortable get mad at like the the people who were who've been doing what is entertaining to do you have to get mad at the people who are like fueling it and telling them to do that and then maybe like make it so that there's mechanisms in place so people don't get uncomfortable in the future like maybe check in with you know people what? um they would need bethany frankel and her lawyers at this point <laughs> I wonder how that would turn out <laughs> <laughs> anyway i don't want to like get this is like a, a serious topic and i just wanted to like I know. speak out and say that like i think their brandy hasn't been given a fair shot at telling her truth and being able to defend herself. And I think that they've taken away a lot of opportunities from her and it's really sad. And she could have come back to Beverly Hills and saved the show. So that's really sad. But um, I hope we get Morocco. Cause I mean, obviously we, I want to see what the fuck happened. I want like her to be vindicated, but yes, also like, I think that's what I like. I had this idea where we, while you were talking, I, because you, you were talking about how the other housewives 
sided with Brandy, except for like Alex. I just got this crazy idea that the other housewives might not know what's going on, but since they get paid per episode, I don't know if they get paid per episode on Ultimate Girls Trip. Do you think that they they sided with Brandy because they wanted the episodes to be released? Wait, wait. Or maybe, I mean, I always thought it would be easier to see what's going on if they release the episodes. Exactly. But, I mean, anyway, yeah, I mean, it's a great cast. It's unfortunate. Um, I hope it gets resolved. And I hope she's... It would have been very entertaining. Would have been uh, so I know. RIP. Hopefully we get it, though. We'll see. Um, next. Oh. To another sad topic. <laughs> I mean, this is, the, like, this is the first, like, more unverified. Yeah, piece. okay, sorry. Those have been, like, real situations, real stories. Um, but, no, this is this is a blind item. But, honestly, it seems kind of likely. Um this one, it's basically that they're considering rebooting Atlanta, um, and I no, they didn't even either like consider rebooting. But from what I read, they said they would cancel it, which is <laughs> more unlikable. But I, my thoughts on that because I was doing a rewatch this this past month and was really entertained. I miss Nini so much and I read a lot of fake tea about her possibly returning. I would have been very excited for that. Um, but I heard about Sanya and, and Drew not coming back, which is also weird to me because I like both of them. You like both of them? Yes, I liked, I liked, that's what I said. If I was watching while I would be on Twitter, I would not like them because people don't like them. But I was very entertained by them. And especially the back and forth with Drew and Sheree is so entertaining to me. Like I could watch that all day. Interesting. But, yes, and a lot of people didn't like la- the last season. I know it was very stale compared to other seasons, but it was still Atlanta. I liked watching them. So are I you, even like Candy. Are you anti-reboot then? Like, do you do you think it should just continue? I'm very much anti-reboot, yeah. Interesting. Because, because I've seen what they've done to my other shows. <laughs> I've seen what they've done to OC. They salvaged that now. But I've seen, like, I saw what they did to, to Roni. Oh my god. As I like to call it. That's true. I don't trust them to do reboot. I do think there's something to be said about like getting rid of some of the underperforming um, characters and bringing back some like important big names. Like I honestly would love to see Nini come back. She deserves it. And she's funny. Like you're never going to find another Nini. Yeah. Well, we will definitely, I feel like we will get updates next year. They have. Yeah. I to say i wouldn't be i wouldn't be mad if sonia and uh drew were gone and to be honest you're such a hater uh, i'm a hater i definitely am i i don't really actually need candy fired i mean like i wouldn't really care but i do kind of like what she brings to the show she's kind of like a comfortable like uh like a comfortable presence on the show she's more a producer to me like she brings the group together she's like she's like the karen hugo status for me because i'm potomac yeah together the group i mean i guess at this point candy doesn't bring the people in that i like but somehow they're all connected to her (laughs) you know yeah yeah i would love for (laughs) portia to come back as well i love oh my god yeah 
I mean, honestly, Neem, I, I just, there was such a sweet spot with the cast that I, yeah. I do miss. I, I personally, like, if, if I had to pick one, it would be Sonya. I, the rest of them, I really, yeah, I didn't think it was like, you know, the worst season I've ever seen. It just felt that there were people who it was were very doing long. Most. It felt very long. It was long. I think we, you know, I don't think there needs to be a reboot every time you have a bad season, but I do think that you should definitely like be adding new dynamics to the group until it seems to fit, like with Orange County. I mean, people are very much against short seasons, but I am a huge fan of the Australian like versions of Real Housewife. I like short seasons because I like 10 to maximum of 15 episodes including the reunions because it's very easy to watch all that and there's like a story all the way through and i don't get confused and there's no filler episodes and also exactly. there's group events all the time i want to see these women together i don't need to see this woman teaching their kid how to drive i want <laughs> to see these women together i need all of them together all the time fighting yeah yelling, no screaming, that's so real crying, that's growing so up. Real. that's so real because honestly i think i mean for super fans you know like we'll push through whatever but the people who watch it casually it's like they're not going to watch a filler episode about giselle and her daughter crashing her little mini cooper or whatever the fuck (laughs) the the, the gucci car the gucci car oh my god anyways um talking about a reveal um lisa barlow's son has been (laughs) found (laughs) Found has been. He has arrived in Colombia, right? I believe he's arrived in Colombia, and he's arrived specifically in the Colombian hospital. What do we think? Like the whole story. Um, there has been a back and forth on Twitter, especially I think, or social media, and all. If he's actually gonna do this mission, I never like believed that he would. Um, and we, you and I. And some of our friends came to the conclusion um, that he has been ho- hospitalized after only not even two weeks because of <laughs> malnutrition and missing <bad> <laughs> nutrients, or the difference because he's getting nutrients for the first time in his life because he's not eating or like junk food or Wendy's. Shout out to Wendy's. <laughs> um, <laughs> Or he has is having withdrawals of Diet Coke, or oh, maybe the <laughs> products. Is he allowed to use the hair products there? I don't get the whole religion thing. I also don't get why it's Mormon 2.0 to go on a mission. So that's fake as fuck. Is that what they said? No, I. You know what? They, like she's always talking about how it's. I hate Lisa Barlow so much. It's. In, Oh my god. So she keeps talking about how it's Mormon, how they are Mormon 2.0 because they are selling liquor and they're drinking, which is not very Mormon. But then all of a sudden, her son is going on a mission. So that's not very modern to me. Nothing, first of all, it's just she is so frustrated. Do you believe? Can I believe? Like, can I believe? Can I ask you a question? (laughs) Like Spock. (laughs) <laughs> can i spock do you think do you think her son is in colombia right now <laughs> i mean so she was like it's so hard for me not to be with him while he's in the hospital but she didn't know what was wrong with him so like honestly i mean like 
I believe he's in the hospital. I believe that she's going to use this as an excuse to bring him home and end his mission. It's that's so rich mom. Like that's such like white privileged rich mom of her. Oh yeah. No, I mean, remember when she said like, <laughs> when she was like, he's going to Columbia, he's going to get shot. She almost says it like that's that's actually funny. I have to give it to her, um, but it's so I really don't get it. I'm so maybe she needs a storyline, something to cry about, well, something to be mad about. She definitely does because she's fake. But uh, the the thing is that is really funny to me is she was so 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 pressed when people were like. Oh, Jack didn't go on his mission. Oh, so you had this whole storyline. He didn't end up going on his mission. She was so pressed about it. And she like tweeted like, you guys can like fuck when off. they get her, she gets mad. Yeah, she was like, You guys can fuck off. You don't know anything. He's actually on his mission now. Um <laughs> she like <laughs> lying her so ass off. <laughs> and that so I I kind of part of me feels like she like shipped him off when people started like catching on to the fact that he was that he wasn't going she was like okay now you have to go sorry jack oh my god you can that was a re- that impression i'm <laughs> i learned from monica she does a really good she one. does i love monica shout out to her follow me on twitter you have not she does not follow back I she okay she, i promise you i i believe it i feel it in my bones she will follow you back because yeah. she she just loves she just loves her fans. Like I have she's been just fighting for my life for her. Okay, let's um move on to the Kyle Morgan blind item, and that also kind of goes hand in hand with the other one with Mauricio. So, um, Mauricio was seen with his like Dancing with the Stars, um, I guess castmates, um, Anita and Lily Pons. I actually don't. Anita wasn't was Dancing with the Stars. Was she? I feel like someone told me that these are her. Cause I, okay. I saw this tweet and I was like, I like, I know her music, but yeah, she's like Brazilian, right? Yeah. Hold on. I just added he, one song recently. <laughs> I like, I think I have one song by her on my phone. I think it's like Medicina. I love her. But like, she looks so, very cunty. So, yeah. She looks great. But so these pictures that were posted from, I think, Anita and Lily Pond's Instagrams were them in towels, drinking champagne in the snow, and Mauricio's taking like a selfie of all of them. And they're like changing in the snow or whatever. And he's saying like um big things to come or something like that. Like it's some fun shenanigans about to occur. You'll have to go to their gram to see what they're up to. Mauricio also looks like good because there's one of him shirtless. Why why oh, yeah. like it's winter. You're gonna get a cold. I know, uh, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. <laughs> he looks, but like, he was like, he was like, he was in his stoner era the past years, and I guess he was not. He was getting a little lazy, so I kind of got why Kyle was like, "Well, it's not that great anymore. I'm gonna switch." <laughs> oh, Funk Rave! That's the song that I added. Sorry, I, I was. What's it called? Funk Rave by Anita, and one that I can't yeah, pronounce. I Sorry, never heard it before. I had to look, but up. I'm sure it's great. Shout out to her. Um, I just I feel like okay, so um, like that goes hand in hand with this blind item about um Kyle and Morgan. So somebody said 
Did you all know that Joseph Link, Morgan Wade's ex-boyfriend or still low-key boyfriend, works for the agency? I'm beginning to believe the LA Times article. This is all a deflection in regards to Mauricio settling for, yes, for lawsuits in regards to the Malibu property he cheated in. Yes, the same property that Kyle hosted a party at last season. So, that's a lot. Um, I'm, I'm I think- so confused by that because I, I already like made a statement I told you earlier. I feel like Morgan does not look like a woman that has ever been with a man. Like she is platinum gold lesbian. (laughs) Okay. I, to me, I looked this up a while ago because I just, I think we all just saw her and assumed that yes, she is a lesbian. Lake Sweaty has been investigating. I I just, I went to Russia and did research. Wow. Um, (laughs) But like, I looked it up and she's not publicly or even privately like out. Like she's (gasps) a straight woman for all intents and purposes. And I think like, I mean, this blind item says she still has a boyfriend, like low key. I, first of all, that's like when, that's like when, (laughs) is he gay? No, that's like when, um, when in Salt Lake City, when they were like, when Meredith was pretending like Brooks is straight and it's like offensive to call him. Well, we don't know that, to be honest. I have to jump in here because he was, he was like 19 or 20. He was very much in his discovery phase. And I get why you did did not want to be outed at that point. I thought it was kind of like understood, but okay. I mean, fair enough. I mean, I thought everyone was on the same page. They got the same memo. Of course we were. I mean, but still. I mean, maybe it was also a good reason for them to fight. To be like, well, you can't, you don't know that. We don't publicly say that. Yeah. So there's like a lot of layers. But obviously the one part of it is that they're saying Morgan is dating a man. Which, okay, like, let's just give her that. Why not? Um, Then they're saying that they're deflecting off the lawsuit. I didn't even know Mauricio was getting sued, but apparently I heard about that lawsuit. years ago. That was really, uh, yeah, because they've shown that property. Uh, there was like this party. Eden Sassoon was there. I think that was one of the properties that was involved. I don't know. Actually, I don't know, but there was some kind of lawsuit going on with that property. And he was accused of like scamming a lot of money out of that, which is technically, not that easy to do, but he seems like somebody that is a little shady. Um, anyways, obviously, yeah. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I, don't know anything, I don't know anything about it, but he apparently cheated in that house. What? I don't know. That's what they said in the blind item. They said, like, the loss, there's four lawsuits related to the property, and he cheated in that house on Kyle. Oh, I which thought, there, I, I thought oh, look at that. I thought this person was just like me and not fluent i mean i'm fluent in english but like not a native speaker and they were like he cheated someone out of money i didn't i didn't so like associate it with cheating cheating as in oh well i don't know that's it is vague but i I, there have been rumors about him cheating so that wouldn't surprise me me reading Um, blind i have no idea like (laughs) like i will read a blind item and just like it snowballs from there i will add like (laughs) edit that i will add my things um um do we i mean like do you even believe any of it do you think that like a morgan is straight and do you think that morgan's fucking kyle and do you think it's a deflection or do you think this is just what's going on i feel like they are very experienced 
at their jobs, which is reality TV. They know how to keep us entertained. Kyle always talks about keeping it real, but I don't think she is always no. real. I like her a lot. I've been defending her a lot this season. Because, I like her this season. Yeah, you have to give it to her. She gives us a show. And I like her in her sober era. I can very much relate to that. Um, yeah, because you, you recently went sober. I was going to ask you how you, uh, like, what, like, that when you're watching, like, how does that feel? Like, cause people are coming for her and they're like misunderstanding her and kind of like pressuring her. Like, what's your, th- oh. your take on that? I, um, well, I, I've been sober on and off. Like I, like I'm, I don't have an addiction or anything like it's similar to her. I just don't like the hangover or the anxiety or something like that. Um, and I made that decision. Um, after I was hacked because I was like, I'm already scared. Why do I, do I need to get more scared with a hangover? Um, and <laughs> of course, some people were very chill about it. And some people are like always asking me if I'm still not drinking or like, are you going to drink again? Or are you going to drink tonight? And it's very exhausting to always say no, because I made that decision and the decision is permanent. Um, yeah. And, well, so when you say on and off, do you mean like you're you've decided and you're not gonna? Yeah, I'm like sometimes I'm like I've been sober like for two years once because I just like could not because I was driving all the time, um because I had a, like my job was one hour away and I had to drive there and then drive back of course and I also, you know, I like I didn't have the chance to drink because I was not really out that much. There was no reason to. Um, right. And then sometimes I stopped because I just felt like it's bad for me, which it sometimes is. Um, and sometimes it was just like a fitness choice. So I'm like, oh, well, a quick goal to reach your goal faster and to be stronger. I'm not going to drink for like a month, you know? But yeah, it's very, crazy the calorie. Yeah, this time is very different. And when I see like other people um, like bashing Kyle for it, I have a lot of fun sober and people always think I used to think you can't have fun when you're sober, but I've been to a rave like for three days the last weekend. That's why also like, I'm like, I have a cold, um, but I did not drink <laughs> a single drop of alcohol and I had the best time of my life and I could get up the next morning on at, like at 6am and still go to the gym. So it feels very shitty to be honest. At the same time, I get it because I used to motivate people to drink all the time. Um, I guess in Beverly Hills, especially, it's just like people will feel shitty if they see somebody have a good time and they will just bash them for it. I don't know. Yeah, I think it also just they're all very sensitive to the fact that her not drinking means she's spending time with other people, like with Morgan, for example. That happens. And they feel like very about that. Oh, wait, that's another point. I relate to that very much because... Since I've stopped drinking in March, my whole friend circle completely changed. I lost a lot of friends because some of my friends are out way too much. Um, not judging, but a little bit, maybe. Right. Um, but people lose interest in you if you're not partying all the time or if you're like working out too much. But I also found a few new friends that I'm very close with and have a closer bond with than just partying. You know, yeah, because you you it's not coated in alcohol. Yeah. Like you guys are 
you know, friends because you're, you're sober yeah. with each other. I think that's a, it's just a different situation when you don't have the expectation of like, yeah. we're going to go out and dance and get drunk together. It's like, we're going to like actually have a conversation. Yeah. And I'm not a closeted lesbian. So <laughs> well, not yet. Not yet. Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's move on to, let's talk a little bit about Salt Lake city. Oh yeah. We're going to recap a little bit what's been going on and I just caught up today on the latest episodes and I'm very much entertained. This is what I'm talking about. Short season, many fights, many group scenes. Um, yeah, it's kind of the blueprint. Yeah, it's perfect. And there's also rumors and nastiness going on. Um, I like, I, I have to think about the whole situation that's going on right now because it gets confusing to me because it's like a web yeah but basically i mean so from what i understand like monica was basically framing it like meredith came to her with this information and said like did you get a dm and then monica checked and there was a dm with what meredith was saying and then documents followed up and everyone was like do you think a producer was involved because it sounds very much like the Tom situation, Rony season. Oh, yeah, I was see what eight? you mean. Was it season eight? Yeah, season eight. Still no, yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of true. I mean, when Meredith told her side of the story, I was like, that sounds so much more believable. Like how the things that Monica was saying showed up in Meredith's DMs. And that's why she said, did you get a DM? Like that yeah. makes a lot more sense to me. I think Monica was definitely like being a little bit... Um, generous with her telling of the story yeah um but and i i feel like because the next episode is the finale like i feel like i can see the writing on the wall that they're all going to realize that monica was like playing them or lying or something about the story her so hard for that like you have to have a lot of talent at nerf to do all oh. that in your rookie season i know because usually they're pretty quiet their first season i like a good scam Oh my god, no. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. You can't make me hate her. I mean, I just feel bad for Meredith because she clearly is so, like, confused and no one believes her. But, like, I Monica set this up beautifully. I wish she had set Lisa up instead of, like, Meredith and it was, like, everyone hating on Lisa. But, you know, because I love Meredith. Yeah. Um, and I just, me like, too. the way that she's responding, I genuinely do not believe it was her. Yeah. Like, I don't think... I, I, I'm excited I do to think find Meredith, out. Yeah, I'm excited to find out. I do think Meredith can be petty, and I do think she definitely will dangle little, like, vague comments about rumors and stuff. But I don't think she would go out of her way. She's very good at it. I don't think she'd go out of her way to send fake DMs, though. Like, the the woman, like, I know that she gets a lot of crap for, like, not selling any jewelry. But she does have a job, and she does have a life. Like, I don't think she cares about Housewives enough to be fabricating court documents. So I'm excited to see what happens there. Monica, I mean, chef's kiss. She's doing great. Um, Beverly Hills. What do you think about Beverly Hills this week? Wow, well, what a disaster. Um, I'm very excited to see Denise back every time she's here because I would never have expected her to come back. But at this point, I don't get why she's back. What was the point? Um, it's a humiliation kink. It, oh, my God. Just like oomph. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I would love for her to be like more present 
and to use her words more wisely. I don't know how I, I need her to communicate better. Are you uh, talking about Doree? No, not not Doree. I'm talking about Denise. Oh, no. Denise. Sorry, yeah. Denise. She could actually have an iconic fight with Erica, but she's letting she got her ass handed by Erica Jane of all people. And what's funny to me is that Erica Jane, like, she got her karma back for that, what she said, because her tickets went on sale for $7. <laughs> I know, and she was like, who's more profitable? I'm like, they're probably more profitable than you, I have to say. It's insane, because I checked, because I had to check if it's really $7, because I used to pay for half of a Denise Richards subscription, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't really pay that. And she needs to get her facts straight because the subscription is around $25. I feel like you can get a package for three months, I think. But there, it, it depends if there's a promotion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Denise thing, it does piss me off because I want her, like, how, I want you to come in with this vendetta and then I want you to, like, list out why you're pissed and then I want you to come after her and be like, don't speak about me. And then I want you to, like, come after her when she comes at you. But she was, like, muzzled. Like, she was completely quiet. And also... Erica clocked her. Like, how are you going to talk about you are offended at what I said in front of your children, but then your daughter's on OnlyFans? Like, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, 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 the Denise thing, I mean, she flopped, but she also gave Erica a great moment. And Dorit, Dorit, I mean, she... Do you really want to get into that? She's been <laughs> activated. She's been activated. She looked amazing. She had a good um, run. We're we're on which episode are we on? I don't even know, but she had a really good run. Are you saying that she's done? I don't. I I don't know. I mean, I I personally think that this is like the what third time this has happened with her and Garcelle. I just feel like they don't understand each other as people. They I don't, don't like each other. That's a huge issue with Beverly Hills, and it has been an issue. No, like Sutton is a huge like. They're, nobody's friends with her actually except for Garcelle. Nobody's really friends with Garcelle. Well, Kyle, Kyle is to be friends with, with Sutton. Kyle claims to be friends with a lot of people. Um, <laughs> Real. And they're not, all of them have not been friends for a long time. Um, Crystal's not, I mean, does she hang out with anyone? Sometimes she hangs out with Sutton, I guess, but. That's on her. That's on her. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I feel like ultimately, and now we're seeing Dorit and Kyle, I honestly think their friendship is falling apart, to be honest. Like, Dorit seems very hurt by the Morgan thing, and Kyle... Dorit is homophobic. <laughs> Lesbophobic. Just I feel kidding. Like, I feel like, um, like I, I feel like Kyle's life is just moving in a different direction than Dorit's. I kind of, I mean, that scene of them in the car, like, Kyle was just ignoring the pain, I think, that Dorit was feeling. I think that their friendship is falling apart. I don't know if it's going to last. Um, but I have to say, Dorit and Erica, this is their best season in since they both started, I think. And it's crazy to me that Erica is having such a redemption season, even on like the social media platforms, because just a few months ago, everybody would kill that woman over keeping those earrings. I which know. Was always, I was always like... Somebody gave those earrings to her. She should, she can do whatever she wants with them, but people would hate on me for that. And now all of a sudden, she is the voice of reason. I don't get it. Like, I'm a hypocrite when it comes to Real Housewives. I'm a real hypocrite, but people should check themselves right now. <laughs> I think that... I think that it's because she has made an effort to like compose herself when she's arguing. 
So she's True. not like screaming and getting drunk and like viciously, you know, baring her teeth at people. I think she's just sitting there very calm and collected. And that makes her seem, I mean, she's also a smart woman. Like she knows what she wants to say. So yeah. and Denise, like, it's just been a mess. So it's like, kind of not really fair to even, you know, put them up against each other. But um, I think the Sutton thing, her making out with her driver, I thought that was hilarious of Dorit to bring up. I honestly feel like Garcelle was. That was such a good move. It's like, I, I, I feel like that's the blueprint as well. Like yeah. how to keep, keep going. She did ex exactly what she had to do. And I cannot believe that Sutton came back from that because usually she's, when she gets attacked, because Dorit kind of attacked her with that. I'm going to use that word. Um, I feel like usually Sutton does not handle herself well. But she did in this episode. And I don't know if you even like her. I have, I have to give props. I think that. that she's also having a really good season. Because she used to just back down and be quiet and let people kind she's of... She's defending herself. And that's... She's really... Yeah, I think everyone, to be honest, is having... She's standing a really... on both of those skinny legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think... To be honest, I have to say, like, everyone except for Garcelle and Crystal are really bringing their A-game this season, in my opinion. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited to see where it goes. I, I'm hopeful that it continues and that um, they finally realize, you know, like, that they need to work for their checks because we were getting bored. But um, yeah. anyway, we'll see where that goes. Um, but, all right. I mean, I feel like covered a lot of ground. Yeah. That was our first episode so far. Plenty more to talk yes. about. We have a few um, topics for the next episode already, and we have a lot in the backlog, but we only have so much time. If you guys want to follow us um, on Twitter, um, my handle is at BlakeIsSweaty. And mine is at Yolanda underscore parody. And tune in um, after the new year. We're going to have um, a special episode about special. what Jen Shaw's been in prison, all her prison shenanigans, Limited all her serving. Edition, exclusive behind the scenes tea because we probably know stuff you don't know. Because <laughs> we, we actually do, because we make it up. <laughs> <laughs> we actually interviewed her in prison. Um oh, sorry. and it we're came all to us in a dream. <laughs> she spoke to us. And it's also going to, we're going to cover um, our ins and outs of 2024. So if you want to see that, um, stay tuned. And we're going to talk about quesadilla shows. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we will, we'll make a quick little side note to Throw get back you. to 2023. <laughs> Throw it back to 2023. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in, for listening. And um, we'll see you next time. Or uh, you'll listen to us next yes. time. Yes. Bye, guys.